This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Brian Donovan, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Leave Hurricane! This week, Google celebrates the father of game consoles on his 82nd birthday. Capcom announces a second closed beta test coming soon for Street Fighter VI. We get a second trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Meanwhile, fans are upset at Game Freak for their latest installment of the Pokemon series. And in our final stage, I give my thoughts on Gotham Knight's heroic assault and Marvel Avengers The Winter Soldier to see which DLC provides more bat for your bucky. All this and more. In this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, uh, a lot to talk about in the world of gaming. Uh, you know, actually, what I'm going to talk about first, it, it, you, as you heard the intro to the show, what I'm going to talk about first is actually awesome, awesome news. But it's going to quickly turn into the reality of things of how really sad and interesting that this had to happen. I'm going to talk in the same way that LeBron talked about Kyrie Irving recently uh, as a po- in terms of how quickly the media was quick to want to, you know, get comments about what Kyrie Irving said, but not about what Jerry Jones did. And. I think this is kind of the same situation in terms of how black people get scrutinized, but also not getting the credit that they deserve for the things that they do. And this is by any way, because I mentioned Kyrie Irving, I'm not defending Kyrie Irving or what he said or whatever like this has nothing to do with it. This is irrelevant. I'm just pointing out because recently LeBron James, you know, in a post interview of a game or whatnot mentioned how he was surprised how the media did not mention anything about the Jerry Jones situation. And if you guys don't know the Jerry Jones situation, um, you know, they found, they unearthed a photo of him back at the civil rights movement with him standing behind a bunch of white, uh, I guess you could call them supremacists or white nationalists or whatever like that, keeping black kids from entering a high school that they were, had the right to go to. And he was there. Nobody from the media ever talked to anybody about it, in particular, uh, LeBron James. But they were so quick to ask and question LeBron James about his thoughts about Kyrie Irving. You know, there's that double standard there. So what I'm about to say kind of falls into that same situation when in talking about the legendary late great. Yes, I'm going to say call him the late great Gerald Jerry Lawson. Who, if you guys remember, if you guys have been, you know, following me for quite some time, especially dating back to 2020, then you know I had this conversation before. You know, in 2020, 
a Netflix documentary called High Scores came out and the very first episode talked about Jerry Lawson. And it was my first discovery of this gentleman who is no longer with us, by the way. We never gave him his flowers before he left, sadly, because had we known about Jerry Lawson, we would have known that this man is responsible for every single game console we've ever purchased to this day because he's the guy, he's the engineer behind the game console known as the Fairchild Channel F, which was documented historically as the very first game console that allowed interchangeable game cartridges. This same format we're still using today, whether it be actual cartridges, SD cards, MD cards, DMDs for the PSP, uh, um, you know, CDs, whatever. It all started from his patent. It started from his design. He created this. A black man created this. But we never knew about this. We never gave this man his flowers. There was never any talk about his importance in the gaming industry. They treated him like a footnote in the industry. We, I've watched everything that is, is possible to um, watch in gaming. Not nowadays because we got YouTube. So there's like hundreds of thousands of videos, but like in, on, on network TV and cable, you know, especially when the days of G4 TV, never heard this guy, never heard it. It's just amazing what, what we what we went through. When I found that out, and I watched this documentary in 2020 in the most high intense time of our lives, two years ago, when me as a black person didn't know if I was going to live through the day because worrying about the cops doing whatever they're doing, us worrying about what was going on in the state of our country, and then on top of that, the pandemic. And then I see this. When I, when I start the feeling, you know, when my mental was starting to kick and I started feeling like, you know, do we have any value in this country? And then I see this documentary, you know, in this docu-series about video games and the history of video games to the extent, and they talk about Jerry Lawson and his contributions, which is no small feat. His contributions led to how we are playing games to this day. And if not for him, we would not be playing video games to this day in the way that we're playing, if not at all. And we just now hearing about him in 2020 and now even more in 2020, because a lot of people didn't know about it, still didn't know about him. It's still, it's slow that his history, his involvement is slowly coming up. And it, it infuriates me because this is common. This is very common in this country when somebody does something and, and when a, somebody in the black community does something that is great. A lot of times it gets swept under the rug. I actually am a victim of this myself even in some small feet, you know, I, I've mentioned this before when I used to work for the, for a company and I did a bit of a design, you know, for a advertisement, for a promotion, for a uh, nonprofit organization. And I did this design. I designed, you know, I'm a graphic designer, you know, and, and, and I did this, you know, this at the time, this is going to be one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life at the time, just before the, the geek award, um, you know, nominations this is before, you know, the, the podcast, you know, was ever into fruition. This is before all of the things that I'm doing right now, 
that was like the biggest thing to me. And this was like a big break because it will help my resume and whatnot and my credentials and whatnot. And this was going to be seen all over Philadelphia, downtown center city and on the Macy's window. So lo and behold, somebody, it, I, they claimed the sponsors of this, of this um, fundraiser decided that they wanted to make a few changes unbeknownst to me and not even asking me to make some changes and with the changes that they made were so simple they were like it wasn't like i couldn't do it myself but they ended up not only just making the changes but they took my concept and just tweaked it to whatever they want i never and then the excuse i got an email with an excuse saying that you know they wanted to make a few changes. You, you, you could take partial credit for this. I'm like, no, you took my concept and you made changes to it. And you, that's what you did. That is ungodly wrong. It is, it's, it's unspeakably wrong. I can, I can make a thousand analogies as to why that's wrong. So they took my concept, but you know, it, it is, that was it. So like, I got really furious with them about it and it turned into a whole thing. <laughs> and it, it, well, it, it, when I say it turned into a whole thing, it wasn't my, you know, it wasn't in a sense that I went crazy and blazing or anything. I said, I took a formal letter to them and saying how, you know, how much, uh, how upset I was and how disappointed I was in this situation. They probably expected me to go blitz on them and it didn't happen. So I ended up getting, because of my disdain and upset, you know, uh, attitude towards it, I get a few days off with pay the management crew stays away from me for like two weeks, you know, to assure, because they knew they were wrong in this, in this situation. So it happens. It happens way too often. And in the case of Jerry Lawson here, going back to this, going uh, back full circle to this, it's insane that we didn't know about him sooner. It, it really is. Now, with that said, two years after the Google, I mean, the Netflix docu-series, Google, somebody, I don't know who it is, bless their souls, somebody at Google came up with the idea to pay tribute to Gerald Jerry Lawson on the 82nd birthday, which was yesterday, uh, December 1st is his birthday. He would have been 82 and Google decides to pay homage to the man responsible for the way we play games today to this day. When you go to just click, and it's, by the way, today is the second. It is still on there. They still put it up on air. Thank you, Google. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you've done. And a lot of people got privy of this too. I mean, a lot of people really did look at it. And like, first of all, who is this? You know, this digitized pixel pixelated black guy on air. I'm I'm a little bit interested in this. When I saw it, I immediately knew that that was Terry Lawson. I looked at that and was like, no. That's not Jerry. No way. Cause he has the, if you watch, if you've seen the pictures of him, there's like a picture of Jerry Lawson that's all over the internet. And it's him wearing a yellow shirt from the, I guess the, the uh, late seventies or whatever like that. And the tie and, and he has an Afro or whatnot. So I immediately recognized it because I've deep, uh, you know, deep dived into his kind of a history as such. So I recognize that iconic looks. I'm like, and I clicked on it. I'm like, no, they're really doing this. And yes, they were. They actually were acknowledging and celebrating his birthday. So I was extremely happy about this. Um, ecstatic, blown away, if you will. 
So when clicking on the Google Doodle logo, it takes you to a retro game that mimics the early 80s style of, you know, gaming, but in a side scrolling platform where you control Jerry Lawson in sprite form. While moving the character along the way, you'll also come across flags and each flag will introduce you to Jerry and why he's being celebrated. And I hope that a lot of black families see this and they have kids and they have their kids play this and see this because I swear to goodness, this will make such a great difference <laughs> in their lives seeing something like this. Um, you also then after you get introduced into Jerry, You'll then it, the whole format will then take you to a user interface that gives you the option to play various selections of video games while also give you the ability to edit them. Uh, Google also provided links to learn more about Lawson's legacy as well. Upon this discovery, I decided to uh, see how many mainstream gaming media would actually acknowledge Jerry's birthday and to no surprise, nothing absolutely nothing so i took the liberty of going on twitter which i these days i don't really do twitter like much like everybody else everybody's just not even messing around with twitter but i'm like this is the only way i know i could get in get contact with certain people so i still have my account but i don't use it as aggressively as i once did it's just i i can't with that twitter much like everybody else um or a lot of other people i should say but you know I took it upon myself to go on Twitter to address IGN, GameSpot, Game Informer, and the Game Awards, to which they owe a big credit, major credit to Jerry for their existence in the industry. In less than two hours, GameSpot put out an article mentioning the Google Doodle tribute to Jerry Lawson. You know, so credit to them for at least acknowledging it. Um, none of the other ones still have done it. Uh, as of yet but i and I, I would dare say it's as much as i appreciate what gamestop has done i don't know if my tweet had anything to do with it but the timing of the post to the timing of when i tweeted it and tagged them on it it's there's a coincidence there but i will say this like there needs to be a lot more than just a mention of the google doodle i think they they should have done a whole entire documentary i don't think they were prepared for it either um especially when you see who actually was the writer of it i think they just wanted to kind of humor the situation and just put it up there for you know to save face but hopefully GameSpot and many others will soon decide to actually celebrate this man a little bit more um is this is just crazy that his name is not mentioned way more often than it should it's so funny though how many if not all are so quick to easy uh, quick and easy to mention names and celebrate these names names like tim schaefer cliffy b warren specter shigeru miyamoto doug bowser and the infamous Howard Scott Warshaw. You know, if you guys recognize that name, this is the guy who uh, he gets credit for creating that awful ET Atari game from back in the day. The game that was so bad, it almost killed the industry. Like, do your homework on that if you don't know about that. That was, that was a, there's a documentary on that one too. There's a bunch of documentaries on that. The game was so bad that they didn't sell any of the uh, copies that they had and the units that they had. They took all those units and it was like hundreds and I mean hundreds of thousands of them. all those units. They took all the inventory 
and buried them in a landfill to which there was another documentary later on where people were actually uh trying to find the actual atari games and they went to great lengths to find this game you know that was buried in these landfills and i know they found it because one the documentary shows it and two i saw it in display at san diego comic-con um a couple years you know a few years back so it was like it's the amazing part of people loving gaming history but they still fail to talk about jerry lawson here i've watched both the old and new gm uh, g4 tv and never once seen any documentaries or anything mentioned about this man's contributions and the old g4 tv if, if any of those if any of you have watched the old g4 and how awesome the old g4 was before you know attacking a show and x play ever came on they were doing a lot of awesome documentaries celebrating the history of video games i don't believe one time i've seen a jerry lawson mention i don't not one damn time i also went to like god i i, I remember this uh vividly i remember going to dc to visit my uh, brother-in-law and his wife at the time but we you know in virginia in west virginia but we ended up going to um dc to the smithsonian museum because I, I specifically wanted to go here and check out the art of um video game exhibit and never saw it never never saw it. it you know the smithsonian never saw it you know this was brought together by a previous guest of mine uh chris milicinus i had him on a show like twice years back um and we we or i talked to him because he i you know i got his book and i wanted to talk to him about his book you know it was uh the art of what is it the art of video games from uh from pac-man to uh far cry or what uh or was it far cry it was uh i forgot what the name of the actual uh book was but um we had to talk about that yeah wait it is uh here it is right here from pac-man to mass effect it was it is actually a really really good book that chris put together however in the book it just never mentions anything about jerry lawson at all it doesn't mention the channel f console it starts right from atari and works its way on up to mass effect to the era of mass effect um and i still say definitely get the book but I, i'm still i would you know the book is beautifully done very well designed i'm just really disappointed that we didn't get that part of the history in there and i it is hard for me to actually get in contact because he doesn't really contact as much as used to he has been on social media in quite some time but um it's just i really wish that that history would have been brought on air now i will say that on his page there is a website that focuses on the history of uh video games uh it's dedicated to talk about the history of video games and they have a podcast and they do talk about the channel f console uh i haven't really checked it out we'll check it out i don't know to what end how much they talk about you know jerry lawson's contributions in that but i will definitely go out and check that out soon but you know it's it's definitely there um it's just amazing man to, to hear all these people uh, been mentioned for years like we know who the hell cliffy b is we know who warren specter is um it, it's just doug bowser just recently from nintendo you know what i'm saying like we know these freaking names it, it's just um i'm just at all that this guy 
that never got his due. I mean, he he really did not get his due here, and he needs to he needs to be recognized way more, way way more. Um, I will say this: I just saw somebody. Oh, and I, can I forget like Reggie Fizeme? Because I gotta mention Reggie Fizeme for a minute here because he's also mentioned a lot too. Up until the book that came out, I had no idea this guy was Haitian. I had no freaking idea he was Haitian. Like for some reason, and he talks about that in his book, which I definitely recommend checking it, um, checking it out. And it's called, you know, disrupting the game. He never really talked about his heritage, you know, of course, cause you know, he was always doing presentations or whatnot, but it never dawned on me that this guy was a person of color and that doesn't get into much, but he also talks about his situations of being a, a person of color having to go on through the gaming industry you know he's like the only big he's the biggest representation that we really have in terms of um people in the gaming industry but people don't see or knows that he's you know haitian or he's black because he's a lighter skin it's just, it's just one of these crazy things go out of your way and check out his book it's awesome i did a review on it a while back too but it's just amazing like a lot of people don't know about jerry lawson and i swear to goodness um i put out on my on my facebook page i, I you know put out a little uh a little quip about you know jerry lawson you know to people who may not know about him and there are people who really didn't know about him and just discovered him even to this day just recently uh, a uh, colleague of mine you know connected me to a post that quest love just put out quest love also came across the uh the google doodle as well and he posted on instagram about lawson saying that you know how it blew his mind that this guy existed in the gaming universe world and we never knew about him he he specifically said you know he never he was never taught that in in, in about this in school and his in the school that he go to and i know that i can definitely double down that because we're both from Philadelphia. We both went to the Philadelphia school system. We both would have been acknowledged of this had it not. And they didn't. Not even in Black History Month. This is sad. And I'm glad. The thing is, I am glad because Questlove came across it. Because of all people that have the biggest platforms, Questlove definitely has that platform to acknowledge it. Now, the only problem with Questlove's posts was that he put up a picture of what he believed was Jerry Lawson. Technically it is Jerry Lawson, but it is another guy who kind of has the same resemblance and people have gotten this wrong before, uh, who took a picture just like Jerry Lawson did with a computer. But this Jerry Lawson is a guy who is from a band called Pers the persuasions. So that one little mishap is one thing, but at least he acknowledged it. And somehow, and basically how it happened, how he got that mixed up is probably because Jerry Lawson's name is on there and the guy's name is Jerry Lawson. So in a Google search, he found that picture and that's the picture he put up. But there's a way more famous picture of Jerry Lawson, both recent, uh, his last, you know, probably one of his last pictures and his early day pictures as well. But nonetheless, we, you know, more people... A lot of people saw that post that Quest did. Amanda Seals uh, saw it. That's the right person you need to actually uh, see that post. Um, you know, because I'm pretty sure, like, she she now lives in Philadelphia. She has a show, a radio show now. And 
that's the type of person that she put she put she commented and said hitting figures enough said <laughs> in there so people i you know we're talking about this happy belated birthday to jerry lawson um much respect to the family and thank him for the legacy that he's brought thank him because without his contributions i probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about video games right now but this is a rare opportunity for people to step up not just you know white people you know who in these industries are people in our community as well we need to step up when we see people that are aspiring to be what they want we need to encourage that we need to nourish that we need to support that because if we try to resent that and ignore that ignoring that type of knowledge ignoring somebody's ability to accomplish and persevere and maybe change the game no pun intended that's hiding that type of thing is dangerous ignoring that is dangerous and we see the cause and effects of this like i said i will argue i will argue this had we known about jerry lawson almost in the same fashion that we learned about you know figures like buzz aldrin you know we not only would have had kids wanting to be astronauts we probably would have had young black kids wanting to be game developers and game designers because right now whenever i watch these you know the game awards whenever i watch these uh specials these uh the these uh promotions or whatnot that has the developers talking about it is behind the scenes or whatnot i barely ever see anybody of color in there i have but it was very few it's like a it's, it really comes off like specks of pepper and a sea of salt when it comes to the gaming industry you they're there but you barely see them and they barely make an impact to the point that we we can encourage more of our of our people to go in there so people i'm telling i i tell you this if you're listening i swear to goodness with all your fiber and being start supporting the people in your community encourage nourish inspire and support because that lack of support they win if we don't support them if we don't acknowledge them we don't acknowledge jerry lawson and recognize that and we don't encourage kids to be the next jerry lawson in the next few years more of them they win and the fact that we don't we they win so think about that think about that people and uh again rest in power and playability jerry lawson respect all right let's get under some other news here uh capcom also owes jerry a great debt of thanks <laughs> capcom announced a new beta test coming soon for uh street fighter 6 i am looking very much forward to this because i only rarely got to play the first beta uh as much as i wanted to i couldn't because it was the week of uh new york comic con so i had to you know cover that event you know and i was i've been waiting for the second beta test so it is officially coming december 16th to the 19th uh i'm very excited for this because that also means they probably fix whatever bugs and glitches that the first one had you know from the feedback or whatnot so um very much looking forward to this and just to acknowledge if you got the email the email definitely explains that if you participated in the first beta test capcom claims that you don't have to register again uh that you should be fully all in and everything should be fine you should just be able to download the uh the game 
the beta game again and then just jump right in so um i'm looking forward to it i've been i'm so hyped for this i'm a huge street fighter fan i am extremely excited about what they're doing with this game especially when it includes creative uh you know a creative suite to allow you to create your own uh character or avatar or whatnot it's like a dream <laughs> like i i you know, for those who played uh street fighter alpha uh what is it street fighter uh what is it street fighter x plus alpha or whatever like that? i forgot the name of that one but it was a it was one of their early 3d games and one of them the second one allowed you to create your own character but it was very limited at the time and i'm just glad that they are able to it, wait it's ex plus alpha it's street fighter ex plus alpha i'm pretty sure that's what it is and it allows you to create your own character and kind of customize move sets or whatever like that but it was very limited because it was the uh what is it, the playstation or playstation 2 era when it came out so you didn't get a chance to really go deep into it now where where the new generation is more than capable of doing it and not only that we're getting somewhat of a you know open zone world if you will that we could go around you know the universe in this in the world of street fighter in a way that we've never done before so i'm very much excited about that and you're just checking out all the other really cool things as well in there so uh again get the chance if you want to get a chance to go on to register on at capcom right now go to the beta test um make sure that you do everything carefully because what you don't want to do is end up like getting a beta test for the wrong console that you don't have because they it's they have it for the steam they have it for xbox they have it for uh playstation 5 uh i think they had it for stadia before but i don't think that's a thing anymore so i don't know if they're gonna have that but it's up and ready so make sure that you mark everything down make sure it's ready but i'm looking forward to it and uh i'm ready so you know what else i'm ready for that damn super mario brothers movie coming out next year i believe april of 2023 to be exact uh but uh, they issued out a new trailer and we get to see a little bit more of what we're looking forward to this time. Illumination uh, posted uh, two days ago, the new trailer. And if you're not hyped before, which you should have been in the first time when it, when they did a premiere on this, you should be hyped now because the this trailer starts off with Mario, possibly it, what it looks like to be Donkey Kong Country. And he's facing off against Donkey Kong. So we get, you know, a little bit of homage uh paid to the donkey kong which is all, where all this really started to be honest and we see mario going after donkey kong but donkey kong is beating the living crap out of him at <laughs> this point you know we also see bowser if somehow he has luigi uh held hostage and when uh we finally get to see luigi more of luigi this time around mario is also on a hunt to probably save luigi it looks like here and bowser is saying he wants to take over the world but there's somebody in his way that that being mario so uh charlie day is playing luigi is charlie day is just awesome <laughs> it's awesome as hell we see princess peach also in battle gear looking ready with toad uh ready to go and i love it it's like the, one of the toads is like what are we gonna how are we gonna defeat bowser we're so stick we're, we're adorable we're so stinking adorable <laughs> this one scene in the trailer that is so awesome shows mario training to get through the obstacles that uh he will have to go through in the game you know the whole side scrolling thing they have a whole obstacle course that resembles the actual side scrolling you know obstacles that mario encounters 
in the game and i absolutely love this because what it does is that it kind of legitimizes everything that he goes that, that he does in the game it's like it's all canon in this movie right now it, it, they didn't like they didn't beat around a bush about it they're giving us exactly the fanfare that we love in about the game is all on here and this course is hilarious so we're getting to see mario practice how he's able to get through these obstacles because now we know that he's just not running into these dangerous obstacles he's he trained for this and i thought it was really hilarious so i mean there's going to be a lot of great fanfare for the uh game here um a lot of familiar characters in this like enemies and whatnot we're seeing so it is coming we also see him with the raccoon suit too which is awesome the uh what do you call it the look uh i forgot the the, to, uh, the keto suit or whatever I, don't get me started but it's the suit where he's a raccoon where he's uh more like raccoon but he can disguise himself as a statue i always forget how to pronounce that but i thought that was awesome another awesome thing that we also get to see is mario in, in mario kart form they we're gonna see mario and mario kart for like watch it when i saw that i almost immediately wanted to re-download mario kart <laughs> and play that again i haven't played it since uh i got it and such and since i reviewed it last time it's really not much to the game it's just like you're just racing around and everything but it's still a fun game if you got more than one person doing it but it's coming out in april i am so excited for it go check out the trailer if you haven't seen the trailer i decided that i would not actually i would not wear the shirts until the day of the if you guys remember i went to new york comic con and i went to the uh premiere of the i'm so glad i did i went to the premiere of the super mario brothers first trailer where we got to we got a first look at it and in front of thousands of thousands of fans in the javits center at empire stage we all got these commemorative t-shirts uh promoting the event uh they're limited edition too um we you only get them at the event i got two of them because my wife didn't want hers because it was a large and they only had large so i wear a large so i got both and i may actually frame the other one but i really enjoyed that so much i was like i'm not wearing the, the shirts are badass too um i'm not wearing that shirt until the movie and then i'm also not wearing my hat till the uh, movie i stopped wearing the red hat that i wore if you watched any of um my interviews that i had one of the interviews one or two of the interviews i wore the red mario hat i'm saving that now for uh that time because i don't know where to buy it else I, I brought that from new york comic-con last year and i don't know where the hell to find that hat. it's it's a per it's, the hat is perfect it fits in my head perfect and everything so I decided not to wear that till April next year. I'll wear all that there. I got plenty more hats to wear, if you guys know. So that's the way I'm doing it from that point. But the trailer is so freaking cool. I, I really love it. What apparently I don't love, and apparently a lot of people don't love, is Pokemon right now. It's, I can't believe I'm about to report this because this is something I've never, you know, thought I would ever have to say, but fans are not happy after experiencing bugs and glitches in the latest edition of Pokemon. I, I never thought I would, that would ever come out of my mouth. I've played Pokemon since day one and on the Game Boy. Never heard anything like this before. Game Freak's latest installment, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, is reportedly experiencing significant glitches in the gameplay. So much so that fans demanded a refund 
feeling that the game doesn't provide the quality that they have grown accustomed to with uh, past games like the recent Pokemon Arceus Pokemon Legends Arceus which just came out in January of this year and now we got these two other games yeah that doesn't sound like a rush at all <laughs> many have felt that it was rushed however while reviews on like IGN said it was it felt unfinished giving it possible possibly the lowest score the series has ever received uh the website known as uh kotaku labeled it a buggy mess and a recent patch has been issued out or, or supposed to be issued out that should hopefully troubleshoot the issues nintendo issued an apology however uh, for, uh, for the uh bugs and glitches by saying the following uh let me see here what i have here uh let me see uh, stupid things bear with me for a sec because i got this okay here we go so it, they they said in a statement we are all we are aware of uh that players may encounter uh issues that affect the game's performance our goal is to always give the players a positive experience of our games which to their credit they absolutely do for the most part which is why this is such a crazy thing to report i can't believe this is coming out of my mouth they they, uh, they continue to say we apologize for the uh, inconvenience and uh, further by saying we take our, uh, the feedback from our players seriously and are working on the improvements to the game i cannot believe i'm actually reporting this because i've never played a a game from game freak that wasn't considered solid even their even their little town hero game which i did not like i i was not a fan of that game but at least that game was playable and solid despite the fact that i didn't like the the uh, battle system that they were doing with this pokemon games are supposed to be this, this you know the staple one of the staples of nintendo and for this to happen this is bad this is really bad and but uh, with that said I don't know why this is happening because like I said, Pokemon Legends Arceus literally came out January of 2000, uh, to what of this year. It, I, I, I literally had this game and I thought this, that game was in my opinion, the best Pokemon game I've ever played. And I saying a lot because you got x and y which were awesome you had sword and shield which was fantastic but this took pokemon to such a new level and then all of a sudden we are hearing we're getting another pokemon game coming out this year in the form of scarlet and violet and i'm like okay i i didn't think anything of it because game freak has they've been good to their fans for years by bringing providing such great quality with that said for some reason i wasn't excited about this one i don't know if it was an instinct or or, or whatever i was not excited about playing this game well one because there were so many other awesome games to come out i figured like eventually i'm gonna i'll play this eventually and you know that'll be that but i'm just not excited i didn't feel the hype for this and now i understand why normally when a pokemon game comes out there is immediate hype for it they're they they're promotioning you know pokemon through the ruth like they did with legends i didn't see anything about pokemon scarlet or violet i mean we saw bits and clips but the the way that the same way that they would promote 
other Pokemon games or Zelda or Mario. We didn't get that here. We didn't get that with this. And I was wondering, now it's starting to make sense as to why we haven't really seen any real promotion for this. And I actually saw video footage of some of the glitches. I, I had people in our ACMG Facebook group, you know, uh, DM me pictures of the glitches that they've uh, experienced. No, and people, there are people who claimed that like they didn't have any bad experiences. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty, it, it, the other thing was too, is that, um, the other thing about it too, is that, you know, one in particular in our ADCMG Facebook group claimed that his kid, you know, who's uh, 16 years old, didn't uh, have any issues. And I'm thinking like, all right, a 16 year old would mention how many glitches that they would have maybe, but it doesn't mean that they would, they would just go along with it. They wouldn't settle for it. But because once you buy a game, it, it depends if you buy it digitally, you can you it's you can argue you can debate whether you could get you know a refund for it depends on the like the situation has to be really really bad like cyberpunk 2077 when it first came out because it was so buggy and glitchy and bad that they sony had to give a refund and sony never gives refunds you'll get a refund from from nintendo way before you do sony so this had to be bad and for it to be a a pokemon game that is okay how about the lesson here is stop we don't need this many pokemon games out this fast pokemon legends arceus was a pretty solid game in my opinion and i just started replaying that game and the game is even though it's a little bit more challenging than most pokemon games that you've actually played it's still a lot of fun to play this is as close to them having a Breath of the Wild game as you could possibly have. If you haven't got uh, played Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus yet, go out of your way and play that. It's a Pokemon game featuring ninjas. You can't go wrong with that. So, by my goodness, it, I I've actually feel bad for Game Freak or partially bad for Game Freak because this is not their brand. This is really not the brand. So whoever whoever's idea was it to rush new games coming in yeah chill we just got this game in january and now we got another one in november we don't need that many pokemon games in the world <laughs> not at this pace so uh we will see about that folks but um whatever it is what it is and um i, I you know maybe if it people start talking about it more i will pick it up but as of right now i am totally i am totally you know avoiding that game at all costs right now what i'm not going to avoid is a break in which we're going to take right now so we're going to take a break come back and when we enter the final stage i will talk about compare and contrast gotham knights heroic assault versus marvel avengers the winter soldier the dlcs came out on the same day which one gives comic book fans the best for their buck and we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talktimelive.com. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to do a versus review of two dlcs that came out on the same day that is gotham knights heroic assault versus marvel avengers the winter soldier uh it's marvel versus dc again apparently and uh i don't know if this was planned but we knew the winter soldier was coming out and during that day we also got a, a acknowledgement and notification from gotham knights they're platforms and in, in warner brothers games that they were coming out with this new dlc that i don't think a lot of people knew about and i thought it was pretty unique and awesome and the fact that it was free i more than jumped in now we did know of it, it was said that eventually we would get a four-player co-op or whatnot but i didn't know to what extent and i thought it was just going to be an online type of situation when in fact it actually isn't this new dlc that they provided is actually pretty cool now I think it, it enhances the experience I have with this game even more because now it's just another cool element to add on that you can play when not playing the you know story mode campaign. If you just want to just you know beat up on enemies throughout you know thirty different floors and stages, that's all you want to do. If you want to go deep into the story mode, you could do that as well. So now it just give you more options to play and a lot of fun to play. So. At the same time, we got Marvel Avengers, which came out with their latest character to win a soldier, which we have known about for uh, quite some time. We've been anticipating is finally here. And since they came out the same day, I'm like, OK, this is Marvel and DC. They are known for being rivals with each other. Why not? Let's compare and contrast the two. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So I'm going to start by talking about Gotham Knights Heroic Assault and give you the pros and cons of what I thought about this experience here and uh, start from there. So. Like I said, Heroic Assault is a free one to four player co-op uh, mode that puts the Gotham Knights in a journey through 30 floors or stages or levels, if you want to say that, as they stop the invasion of Starro that has consumed all of, of Gotham. So if you don't know what Starro is, but I would say uh, if you're, you know, not a, like a casual DC fan of the movies and such, if you watch the recent uh the, the james gunn uh suicide squad movie starro is that huge starfish the alien starfish that kaiju starfish that we've seen in the movie that's starro pretty much and what it is basically it's a it's a uh species of you know alien starfish that can take over human bodies if, if they just you know cover their entire face and somehow just mind block them and control their whole entire existence from there so that's what the gotham knights is going to be dealing with and if you watch you know uh animated series like justice league unlimited there's that really awesome episode 
where Batman and uh, Wonder Woman are trying to um, buy Clark a uh, gift, Superman, if you will, a gift, and come to find out that one of the Starus have taken over his body and they are trying to, um, you know, get rid of the actual species out of his, you know, deal. Because somebody, somebody, you know, set him up and plant a, uh, a, a trap for him, which did it. So these are well-known you know characters in the dc universe so the fact that they're adding this to gotham knights i thought it was really cool and it was a really awesome way to change up the uh format of the game in a sense uh how it basically starts is like once you download the dlc and it's up it is updated you're getting emails from diana prince aka wonder woman who contacts the team via email like i mentioned warning them about the starro invasion the knights are prepared to face this dangerous intergalactic, uh, intergalactic threat, I should say, to save Gotham and possibly the world. Each uh, floor consists of multiple sections as you take on hordes of enemies that you've already known, familiar enemies that you went against um, throughout the story campaign. However, this time, a lot of them are compromised by the Starro. More in particular, the leaders are compromised by the Starro and you got to take them out. Eventually, you'll need to level up your suits, melee, and ranged weapons to be able to take out the enemies easier and fast. Now, because I played through the game twice so far, um, you know, getting, remember what I told you when I reviewed the game, if you haven't played this already, there are four different endings, sort of, kind of. Um, well, no, there are actually four different kind of aspects of endings, depending on who you beat the game with, which uh, the Gotham Knights you beat the game with, you get somewhat of a different, you know, ending from each one. So the more you play the game, the more you'll level up in there and you go in. If you're really leveled up good enough, if you're if you have enough power, you can go into some of these floors and these levels of the uh, heroic assault and just easily wipe the floor with these guys because you're higher level than them. So the key is to go into the campaign mode and you know, level up your characters, keep playing the games, do everything you got to do, keep uh, crafting your uh, your items to that, that your uh, power items to help you power up more and within the story campaign. And once you're powered up there, you can take your already overly powered character into the uh, into the assault, uh, heroic assault and make it an easier experience for you. You can just pretty much pluck them and they'll go down. But the what the thing is, eventually you will come across a bigger challenge because they start with a power level of 4000 or two thousand four thousand and i got power levels of eight thousand right now but as you go deeper down the floor the power level goes from four thousand to thirty so <laughs> there's gonna be some leveling up and, and grinding in this game for sure but it is not without the help of this game's loot crates that are hitting all around this place too so that makes and these loot crates are in-game loot crates i should really point that out this is this whole game process is all in-game there is no in that purchases or any of that crap that you got to deal with on a certain other game we're going to be comparing it to so you, you know we got that to look forward to that there's nothing to worry about and i thought that was the the biggest contrast between these two games right here is the fact that well, there, it's not just that but there's also other things too but the biggest aspect of that is there is no in-game uh in-app purchases in this thing at all so 
whatever you get is coming from the confines of the actual game and there are a lot of hidden uh, chests in there but you, some of them require you to go through a bit of obstacles or solving some you know clues or puzzles to uh, uh to getting access to them so um while you know the loot box situation is good so i, I mean those are the, kind of the aspects that you got to worry about so let's do a pro and con with this real quick um the side game i thought i felt was a lot of fun uh like i said it's really just a take your mind off you know just you know beat them up type of thing if you just want to just you know it's one of those things like if you're just you just want to play a game to just take your mind away from things and you don't want to have to go through any obstacles or hassles or anything this is kind of the perfect way to go you're just beating it's a stress reliever <laughs> to be honest especially the more you powered up you're just knocking people all left and right just releasing stress whatever possible i really do enjoy that aspect of it um but it is a lot more fun and it gives you a lot more to do want it, a lot more replay value from the game so i figure I, I really like that you're getting way more than what you bargained for getting this game and the fact that this is a free edition no matter which version of the actual gotham knights uh game that you bought you're getting this uh free update which has an actual extra story to it so I, it's pretty cool this also gives you the ability to use all of the upgraded suits and weapons that you earn from the story campaign so that's a big plus like i mentioned the addition of um heroic assault and showdown mode which i didn't mention but showdown mode is also a mode where you're fighting uh a even more powerful bosses than you had before they're the same bosses you you know fought before like mr freeze and clayface and and harley quinn but they're juiced up even more so they create an even bigger challenge this time so you really got to be juiced up in order you really got to be like powered up and juiced up in order to take them on as well but these two new modes provide even more replay value um to the experience so i'm pretty sure i think i might have given gotham knights a you know a b or b plus but you know it really i it's really almost getting to a minus point now i think they've done a really great job plus i'm pretty sure the patch update handles some bugs and glitches that you know which weren't that many in the game really wasn't probably just tweak a few tweaks that they had to fix in the game but i i i found myself enjoying this game now more than i did the first time around which was saying something because i actually did enjoy the game the first time around so for a lot of reason if you want to know thoroughly what i thought of the game go back and check out the actual review of that uh, uh a few just only a few uh episodes ago so my only con for this is that it seems like the stages do get a bit repetitive like there's i think i went i'm in the fourth floor i've gone in the fourth floor right now um and it just feels like you're going through the same stages and like each floor like i don't expect every floor to be the same but by the time you get to the reckoning which is kind of the boss battle of it it's like you got like three or four stages of the floor you gotta go to four uh three to four uh floors and then there's a floor that says a reckoning which means that means it's a boss fight where you take out the leader who happens to be controlled by the starro and the cool part about that though is in the reckoning stage if you take out the starro first which is the leader everybody else leaves like there's like 20 to 20 like 15 to 20 different um you know thugs and, and enemies that you got to face off and fight but if you take out the leader first everybody else leaves so you don't have to fight them anymore so that's the good part it was at one point i i, I didn't even go down to face him i just 
you know, stealthily took them out from the uh, from the Raptors and everybody jet. <laughs> so um, that was pretty interesting and fun. But, uh, you know, that was my only thing. It's just after a while I started after the reckoning stage, I started noticing like, OK, I was already here. This is already know where these loot crates are. I could go find these again. And I hopefully as we get down to the 30th, that they start changing up the look and feel and, and, and map of these stages. So it won't feel too repetitive because then it's going to start to feel like um, Marvel Avengers at this point, which as much as I enjoy playing Marvel Avengers, a lot of people recognize the one thing that is so tedious about the game is the repetitiveness of just playing these stages all over again. So hopefully they will give you a different atmosphere and map as you go down from there to, you know, kind of break the monotony of the whole game. But other than that, I do enjoy it. I really, really enjoyed it. The control scheme, the fighting, all that is, is really fun to play, even though it's, it's it, as I addressed before, this is not Arkham by any stretch this is a action role-playing game so the the battle system the combat system is more too fine-tuned to that of a rpg element more than it is action based so please take that into consideration as i say this again so then we have marvel avengers the winter soldier you know which we've been waiting for um the story of the winter soldier combines canon with the current story of the game Bucky is now fighting with the Avengers, but is also struggling with himself being uh, mind controlled by Monica and AIM. So the storyline kind of takes you through that aspect in here as well. And he's just trying to come into terms with it. And Natasha, the Black Widow is there to help him out. Apparently they have some sort of relationship as well in the game, which I believe they might possibly have had outside the game. I'm actually reading uh, Fear Itself again kind of forgot that there may have been something between those two i'm not sure but it is what it is just for this game this is the games universe so that's what's going on there there let's talk about the pros and cons of this uh bucky's melee attack pretty much is a force to be reckoned with you know thanks to the dual sense controller and the, the that gives you a significant feel that you don't get from the other characters you know if without the dual sense controller it would probably feel exactly like you're just playing the same type of fighting method that the other characters do but because they worked and configured the dual sense controller to react to bucky differently the way that you would react to natasha or you know black panther or spider-man or whatnot or captain america in the game it gives you that it, that's when it gives you a different feel um, using his automatic assault weapon to take down enemies is quite addictive due to the, its power because it really knocks enemies aim uh, enemies out like not quickly but it, it packs a punch it really packs a punch so I tend to you know use the the automatic uh, assault weapon every once in a while as I'm uh, you know leveling up and speaking of leveling up that's another pro because I guess we're so, you know, we're two years into this game. Plus, um, I don't think it's really selling as good as they wanted to. And there's been reports that it hasn't either. They decided to kind of nerf the situation a bit. You leveling up Bucky was a lot faster than leveling up any of the actual Avengers up until this point. Like when, it, when the game first came out, it took it felt like it took forever to level up now. It doesn't take long to look like I already already got to level 30 with a power level of 33. Probably only played a game for like at least less than two hours. 
and i guess they got feedback and they just decided like we're gonna finally give them what they want from this you know i mean the game as much as i enjoy the game it is partially a money grab to some extent because they have a paywall that involves that, that doesn't force you to actually buy extra content or whatever like that but it is out there and i'm really not a fan of it as well <laughs> just not because it's just like it's too financial focus and not gameplay focus and that's why you got to grind so much in some of the you know situations as well um his extra abilities i, I forgot what they call them but he dude, those um power ultra power abilities that you get is a bit similar to black widows yet the animations are different as it as the feel of the winter soldier uh you know when playing them sort of kind of so he does there's a cloaking uh power up that he does which is kind of similar to uh black widow and i guess it's i wouldn't call him a mirror character but there are similarities between the two i guess because they're both like human well he's kind of more captain america than you know actual human character but because they're both like kind of uh you know in the same in the same you know job description if you will that you know they kind of play similar similarly but i will say that playing as winter soldier like because of his metal arm and because he's kind of had captain america's abilities he does you know he he kind of plays very kratos like he he just ransacks through people really a lot um bucky's campaign also interestingly so provides a bit more cutscenes than that of the mighty thor in the um spider-man campaign that came out prior to so i thought that was pretty good because there's a lot more voice scenes in between and whatnot i i, I wish they would have given that to the mighty thor uh dlc and the spider-man dlc but we didn't get that we didn't really get that much as we're getting here it is not to say and it's not like saying that like it's a completely you know elaborate story mode like black panthers or whatever or or hawkeye and, and kate bishop or whatever but it's just very interesting that they gave it a little bit more this time around uh the cons here which is not much um i just think in order to continue his story campaign um i just i wish they would just add a little bit more to it and i wish that uh it wasn't as repetitive and there's a part in here because in order to continue the story mode and i think this was the biggest con to me now, all right here's the thing i mentioned that yeah it was quick to level them up to 30 and with a power level of 33 but there comes a standstill moment in the game where in order to continue the story campaign you will have to level bucky up a little bit more at least up to 100 uh you know the power level at least up to 100 in order to continue the story in order to get this particular stage that is not anywhere around until you probably reach that uh i had to go on reddit to figure out because nobody can find this level that they said that you had to you know take so according to reddit people were saying that you had to you know you got to level up for that you know deal to come so i haven't i because i was playing uh heroic assault as well decided and plus the other game that was coming out just midnight last night that i will be reviewing for next week I, I just didn't have the time to do that so it kind of put me on a standstill of being able to play this so i, I can't go through the you got to go through the grinding and in and repetitive you know gameplay again which is tedious as hell 
for this game that was one of the biggest problems with this game that fans felt he was going on here is just it's a lot of tedium in this game and you know you got to grind hard sometimes to get to a certain level that's why i don't play the monica level anymore because i got to make it all the way up to 175 and now they the new cap is like 185 so which means i'm it's going to take me forever to get to that stage to be able to enjoy those other stages the way i want to like they really want you to and there are people that are committed to it but i'm a, i'm a person i gotta keep it moving so and i don't i i can't expect everybody to you know play the way i play but i'm sure there are also people like i'm not gonna play this game forever there are other awesome really cool games that are coming out or you know have come out that i want to play and i can't put all my time to this that's just the reality of it so um but other than that you know i i enjoyed the, the uh winter soldier one it is worth you know getting in of course what just like heroic assault that dlc is free once you buy marvel avengers you get all those new characters for free including the uh including the major story uh campaigns of the hawkeyes and um black panther all that is free so that's actually pretty damn good for uh, for the money that they're asking for especially now that they fixed a lot of the issues that the game had and continuing to you know fix the issues that the game had so at the end of the day which dlc provided more fun i would absolutely have to say uh gotham knights has actually i think gotham knights period the game in its totality is the better game and you're talking to a marvel fan here so uh, you know color me a bit disappointed <laughs> the idea that i you know I, I i gotta give credit to dc on this dc you know there's a lot to like about the dc game um the story is awesome the game was the game was solid from day one and when you compare it to um marvel avengers day one it was solid gameplay is a lot more fun than marvel avengers um it feels more fluid than marvel avengers and the dlc is a lot more fun in my opinion and i feel like you just you get a lot more out of this uh than you would marvel avengers and the idea that you're not using in-app purchases to do or to get any new content or whatever out of this game the only time you get you pay to get new content is you know through the bundle that you get or whatever like that you get those extra suits and you get to you know jim lee edition suits as well so i didn't mind that but any other type of way to you know grab your pockets i'm not i'm not i'm good with so gotham knights is you know in terms of who has the better game period but now you know not just the dlc but the, just the game period i think you know you know who is it uh who, who made this uh dc games montreal i guess they put together a really solid game and now hopefully it's because they looked at what happened with marvel avengers it was like no we're gonna go another direction and it worked out it really did work out for them so kudos to them either way both of them are great if you got both games they're free so what does it matter but in my opinion i enjoyed the um the gotham knights one much better so definitely i would just say honestly right now especially because it's been two years and marvel avengers has been out for so long get that game because one it probably shouldn't cost it probably should be at least like 20 dollars by now especially like during the holidays just for the hell of it if it's like 20 bucks or something definitely get that game i think you're getting more than what you're what you're uh bargaining for with that and gotham knights i will i i fully support gotham knights i you know much to what you heard in it the game is much better than what people are saying to it 
you got trolls, you got people who just want to crap on something, the game is actually pretty solid. I'm good with it. So if you're a comic book fan, get them both. They're awesome. Check it out. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you guys so very much. And thank you, everybody. Uh, we also, in a, in a month of November, made it up to uh, 52,000 downloads for the month of November. Thank you all for continuing to support this uh, deal and support everything that we do. And we had a, we've been having a great year. We have a really great year uh, with guests and, and, and episodes and the things that we, I was able to do this year. It's just been great. Uh, it's now December. It's the final uh, month of the year. So I'm going to be giving thanks a lot more than just the Thanksgiving, you know, as we, you know, narrow down to a lot of the things, um, between the end of December or the beginning of the new year, I will talk about the best games I played during 2022. And, uh, we'll talk about that next week, next week, I will be doing two things on this show. No, good. It's one because I don't think I think the Game Awards. Uh, quote me, quote me or not. I think the Game Awards might come out on the 16th. Is it? Awards 2022. When is that airing? Yes, yeah, the 16th. Good. So the Game Awards is coming out the 16th. So I will be covering that the week after that. But next week, Marvel Midnight Suns, which is the reason why I'm absolutely tired right now because and it came out in a stroke of midnight appropriately so and i took what should have been a half hour to play that game and i ended up you know spending an hour on that game so <laughs> at least just to get my just to get my feet wet in there so you know after this as you listen to this now i'm probably playing the game as we speak but i'm going to give a full review next week give my thoughts um i'm a fan of the xcom games and you know the fact that the people behind the xcom games uh have made this and developed this uh i got full confidence in this game so i'm looking forward to it so i'll give you my thoughts on it next week so stay tuned for that this sun actually there may not be a, a show this sunday but it's not to say i'm not doing a show it may be on monday that this show will be uh done because there's too much to talk about there's so many trailers that just came out and on top of that i gotta give my thoughts on the Adams Family Wednesday series on um, Netflix. Dance and all. We just, I got to talk about this series. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be um, the Prime Show episode. And the reason why I'm saying Monday, not Sunday, is because I got some things I got to do that is going to uh, keep me from doing air, you know, getting the show out on Sunday. So I think I may do it on Monday. I will be back to do uh to be back in order of things on monday so i'll do an episode there and prep and get on this but i i'll be remiss i can't talk about it we got guardians of the galaxy volume 3 trailer we got the transformers trailer i believe the indie trailer indiana jones uh trailer came out too so we got to talk about all that and much much more it, but next week for this show marvel nights marvel midnight suns we will give a thorough review for that and more so folks if you like this episode and every episode and want to support us and keep us going and keep us growing, you can do so on TalkTimeLive.com. Let everybody know that's the number one place to go to for all things TalkTime Live and more. You can check out all of our audio episodes and our video reviews on 
or not our, not our video reviews i'm sorry our interviews <laughs> on talktoplive.com you can check out blog entries that i had maybe on um covering events like new york comic-con or um other events that i checked out items that i've brought that i gave my thoughts to that you may want to check out as well you can go in there and then really really a great staple and place to check out the show and really get an understanding of what the show has been for the last eight years <laughs> going on here and if you are a person who likes to subscribe and download you could definitely do so wherever podcasts are played including spotify iheart radio apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, tune in audible pandora pocket cast and if you're on tumblr you can definitely check that out on tumblr by typing in talk time live on a search engine you'll find it there so thank you guys again for all the support continue support whatever please keep us going and keep us growing we do not want to lose out on any opportunities for the next jerry lawson not to say i'm going to be jerry lawson but look we got to support our people so definitely look out and uh keep it going and keep it growing that'll do it for me folks on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out of here take care and have a great week people Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.